Hello everyone, and welcome once again to the Red Dwarf Introcast, where longtime fans and newbies alike talk about Red Dwarf, episode by episode. And this week, we are finishing out Season XI with Episode 6, Can O' Worms. And uh, what an episode it was. Uh, but first, my name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. And our special guest this week... Oh man! Hi, Hi Ian. Ian! Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. You yeah, are our third to Ian. Be on a proper review of Red Dwarf. Yes, with you guys. Yes, and it seems like you picked a pretty good episode too. A lot to talk about on this one. Um, and so, just folks, uh, we'll get to know you a bit. Uh, what is kind of your fan history with Red Dwarf, and then also uh, where else on the internet internets might they recognize you from? Okay, well, I'll start with my history in Red Dwarf. It was probably my first proper fandom. Hmm. Um. I discovered it when I was about um, 13 or so, and I kind of... I can't quite remember whether I saw some of Series 5 first or Series 6 first, but it was thereabouts, and I really enjoyed it, and really got into it for quite a while, went back and watched the old episode. For a while, I joined um, a fan newsletter. I can't remember where... I think it was the official fan club, but I kind of... dropped off of that when I really didn't like the newsletter for a while because it just seemed like a bunch of old fans who were grumpy and really weren't that interested in any new Red Dwarf and just wanted old Red Dwarf back. What? Fans have never been like that (laughs) of anything. We never get grumpy about episodes and think new stuff is bad <laughs> yeah so so you jumped uh you jumped in right into the the robless era and then then went back and and saw the grant Naylor team-ups well uh, as i said series i was there for the for series six um and part of series five so that's kind of why i i really enjoy those series and actually i think series eight is better than a lot of fans giving mm-hmm. it sorry series seven or is it series eight? I can't re- can never quite remember. Okay, if you're gonna say series eight, I'm like I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> no, it is it series seven. Sorry, series seven isn't as bad as a lot of fans say. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then series eight is worse than a lot of fans say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. it really is. I really did enjoy listening to you tear apart some of the series eight episodes. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my fan history. Um, and then, in terms of other stuff I do, I've got two other podcasts out there. Uh, if people have been following Shane, they might have followed him to my, um, <laughs> uh, not Red Dwarf, I don't do a Red Dwarf podcast, my Babylon 5 podcast, mm. and that's down below, an intracast to Babylon 5, and we're actually getting towards the end of series, season 5 already. Nice! <laughs> We've been doing it for a few years now, so... Y'all have been plugging along. Yeah, it's it's getting to a bittersweet moment, but all of the old episodes are still (laughs) there if you want to catch up. (laughs) Uh, We've got some great new fans of that, you know. um, They're no longer newbies because, you know, they've nearly finished the series, but... We know how that goes. Oh, they've got some brilliant theories going along. And it really is one of those TV shows you can get into some good theory crafting. Mm. And my other one uh, is a... Doctor Who podcast. It's called The Web of Queer. Um, tagline: It's queerer on the inside. 
mm. where it's a bunch of LBTQA people uh, discussing Doctor Who. We've got range of spectrum there, and it's a mixture of reviews of Doctor Who and discussion points because there can be some interesting things connected to Doctor Who and queer fandom. Yeah, Indeed. that's awesome. Yeah, uh, we've gotten into some of that with... Uh, we go to a convention uh, most years. I don't know that we're going to be going this year, but there's a 221 uh, Beacon, a Sherlock fandom, but it ends up being sort of a Super Who-Lock fandom. Uh, right. Supernatural Sherlock and Doctor Who all sort of mushed together. And and yeah, in, in both of the Sherlock fandom and uh, Doctor Who, there's there's a lot of room for, for queer readings. Um, so yeah, that's that's really neat. And we also discuss, you know, queer representation or lack thereof in certain areas of Doctor Who. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, so. Do you ever, Ian? Yeah? Do you ever touch on the classic um, series of Doctor Who? Was it oh, just yes, we do. Yeah, we definitely touch on the classic series and the uh, modern series. Um, two of our hosts haven't watched much of uh, classic Doctor Who, so it's also kind of an introduction for them. And Aww. it's great getting their perspective. Uh, mm. Quite funny at times. Yeah, it's it's a very different show. But I mean, there are some things that are very constant. But it's just, and I, I don't think I guess it's just down to the way shows are made is so very different now. Yeah. And back then, any kind of queer representation would have to be heavily coded. Oh yes, and oh, for the most part, yes. But there, there are. More open readings, depending on what story you're going to or area you're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the interesting companions to look at is actually Ace. Because, yes. Oh yeah, I love her. Um, she wasn't only um, written by some of the writers to be gay or bi, but some of the, but also they tried to actively. Um, Sophie Aldred, um, I think, in one of the stories, was di- directed to do, um, play it as a uh, bisexual or gay character at some points as nice. well, from what Neat. I remember. Um, and, and, I mean, he, even before going into these things, Ace was my favourite character anyway. Oh, yes, Ace and the, and the Professor. Oh yeah, yes. they have such a lovely relationship. They did. Well, that is. I mean, we may have to uh, to give that a listen. Then that sounds great. Um, oh, it would be great if you did. Yeah, we just don't talk about the cliffhanger ending. Oh. The well, yeah, the the literal cliffhanger in uh, in the dragon <laughs> episode. Uh, oh, what was it? Dragonfire. Yeah, dragonfire. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. haven't even we haven't gotten to that yet because oh. we don't watch it in order. We kind of are. Um, person who does our spreadsheet uh, kind of picks out what he thinks he's the best episode to watch out of the comics. Yeah. And he usually has planned our show about two years in advance. <laughs> cool. Well, it doesn't always go to plan, but he's got the spreadsheet for the next two years at least. Awesome. I would uh, highly recommend you do touch on Black 7 at some point as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There'll come a time when we've got to watch things outside Doctor Who, I'm sure. Excellent. Well, speaking of, we probably need to get on Back to, to Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf. <laughs> people, yep. people fuss at me when we don't talk about Red Dwarf, so let's let's do that. <laughs> okay, so Red Dwarf. So this is the season closer here, uh, Can of Worms, and um, it seemed like this was going to be all about the personality swaps there at the beginning. Yeah, they sort of... Uh... Yeah. 
teased us. It was with a, that. communism was a red herring. <laughs> um, yeah, they they red herringed us here, and then uh, as predicted, Angela and I were were pretty uh, set on this throughout that this turned out to be a polymorph episode. We have been wondering if every single episode was a polymorph. I mean, <laughs> in the opening credits, they have Lister wrangling a pineapple, and the only explanation I could come up with that was polymorph. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there's actually a couple of other shots you don't realise he's from the mm. yeah. uh, final episode, probably well, until last week. I knew that we had not seen Cat uh, wearing the pink shooting things, and I kept waiting for that too, and thought that it might be a polymorph thing because of a personality change. Uh, so yep. finally, finally we get our, our poly payoff here. We do. Mm. We have been waiting for this all season long. Justified. waiting... Um, Eleven seasons, if you want eleven series, if you want to look at it that way, for a proper uh, cat episode. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, this... this one has been very cat heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, they've been using cat a lot better this season. Yeah, have he's he's sort of been on the side, but yeah, he hasn't been abandoned or anything. Well, I just remember the first episode where he had the long conversations about cat history. That's true, and. <laughs> Or history according to cats. But yeah, they start out, they introduce the whole uh, personality changing machine and have a nice bit with, of course, Rimmer's many flaws listed. How many times has the series done that? I I don't know, but (laughs) that can't be an accurate map of the brain. Well, (laughs) I mean, they're never obviously consistent in this show, but it's incredibly inconsistent with the biggest flaws in Rimmer's personality. Because mm. they're more or less the same, but each time he, you know, the biggest flaw of his personality seems to be something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, course, either his ego all... or cowardice or... Yeah. What was that? I was going to say, of course, this was a, a reshoot in season 12. Oh, oh really? I, 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 mm. I, did, I did wonder about that because of the two very distinct plots if they had done some mashing up of different ideas? No, um, uh, it was just, literally just a reshoot. Mm, okay. uh, the original set, I've just been watching it on the deleted scenes, isn't very, very good. Ah. So <laughs> yes. So uh, they've just literally just reshot it. That's mm. one thing they've done so well in this series, it's a sets have been fantastic. They have, yeah. Of course they've used that white corridor, like... A lot, but they are proud of yes. that white corridor. Yes, it is high oh, class. Always used a lot of corridors. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but the fancy five, corridor. I think, is the one that took place mostly in corridors. Mm-hmm. But the fancy corridor. Yes, uh, the officers' corridor. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, they find out that they have gone off course because Lister was taking a bit of a nap um, after a nice Sunday lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a very tasty Sunday lunch. Uh, and I don't want to... Ta- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, I like that so far, I think they've had at least everyone, I think almost everyone, I'm not sure whether they've had Crichton yet on Shift on his own mess up, but hmm. now everyone seems to have had Shift and everyone's messed up at least once. Nice. Yeah, they need to double up on Shifts. Yes. Like yeah. have two people on shift. Yeah, or maybe they oh, could they use. use that, maybe they could use like, oh, I don't know, Holly or something. To oh yeah, that would be what? Holly, <laughs> of course, female Holly. You know, Hilly Holly is the best Holly. 
Yeah, I I will admit I wasn't particularly expecting it, but I was hopeful that we might get a glimpse of either Holly or Kachansky this season, but no. Oh, well. Um, It's never going to happen. I don't want to take a quote, but I really, really liked Crichton's uh, bit there where he was pronouncing the name of the the Gelf tribe (laughs) and sat on a screwdriver. Yeah. That was yeah. just that's that's just classic red dwarf one liner there. Sorry, sir, set on a screwdriver. Just uh, <laughs> wow. Well, it, it's it's a proper subversion of expectations because yeah. yes, this it, episode it, does that. Really that, well. that was a problem in, in season seven because they were repeating the guttural joke from uh, season six of Gelf names, and mm-hmm. then they've just subverted it right here. Yes. Um... And we find out that they, these particular gals, hunt down virgins. Cat gets nervous for some reason. Um, I, and you know, I really had to think back on that. I, and I guess it was because of the books. In it's the, the books, books, Cat, yeah, yeah mm. Cat has yeah. had sex, but I, I kept. Did it ever happen well, in the show? Well, again, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah because, because it went it was, backwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was re-virginized. <laughs> And also all of his sexy cat ladies in the imagination machine or whatever it was. Yes. Like, that that was just, that wasn't real. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't yeah, count. Course, if you, even if you want to count TV episodes, you know, what's it? Back to, not back to reality, um, <laughs> better than life in season two, <laughs> that doesn't count either. Yeah. You know what it is? As, as, you know, as they say, though, he just hasn't met the right woman, which is, as we know... Wilma Flintstone. Yep. Mm. Um, and there is our cat. Yes, we are going to have a cat-heavy episode, aren't we, Elfie? Yes, right. Trying to claim property of the um, PC. Trying to claim property of me. Yeah. <laughs> Angela, since it's gotten a bit cooler here, Angela has become a permanent cat bed. Yep. So. Um, it's fun. Yay. Uh, so then, yeah, and we find out about Cat's secret second home on the Zed deck, uh, with his two lady cat friends. It's like having a girlfriend in Canada. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the joke here, you know. Oh yeah, I have a girlfriend, but she lives in Canada, though. You'll, you, you haven't, you wouldn't meet her, but she's really hot. She's a supermodel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In Canada. In Canada. Um. Is the, is there a, um... A joke like that in yes, the wh- UK? Wh- where do mythical girlfriends... Uh, Are they in Scotland? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. Mythical really. girlfriends or boyfriends? It's been a while. And... Yeah. Um... Oh, because... Um, and this will sound posher than it actually is. I went to a boarding school. I'm slightly disabled, that's why. Because, you know, I went to what they call special school. But I was weekly boarder there. So it's basically when I went there, it was kind of... Oh, they're at home. You wouldn't know them. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Boarding school would make that easier. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to send them all the way to Canada. <laughs> um, so not that, not there's anything wrong with Canada, of course. Oh no, of course no, not. No. <laughs> all those mythical taxi! girlfriends <laughs> and boyfriends. Take a taxi to Canada. That would be tough. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, they get uh, a signal. They find out that there's a ship with a uh, what do they call it? Mer- yeah, mercenoid, mercenoid, and one other survivor. Mm. Uh, I'm, I don't, this is one bit I'm not quite keen on in this series. They mm. they're coming up with all these different names for the um, 
androids and them, or, you know, any mechanical life form they're giving a different name to. And they don't end up playing a big role. Like, the Mercenoid is just sort of something to blow up so that mm. they could get to the real threat. So and why not recycle? Yeah. yeah. It, it sort of, it, it's felt like we've done that. Yeah. I will say I like the design of the Mercenoid. Yeah. Sometimes I think some of their best designs are like the throwaway characters. <laughs> like the things that they cobble together at the last minute and stick an LED light in and it's like, no, but that looks pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, the, uh, the surgeon droid early in the season didn't look too bad either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the real surgeon droid or... Uh, the real surgeon yeah. droid. Yeah, yeah. I ca yeah. Uh, he was scary. He was legit... Yeah, horror movie type thing going on I there. I still have a soft spot for the snacky design. Felt very Robbie <laughs> the Robot. <laughs> I was hoping we would see more of Snacky. Snacky's hanging out on Zed Deck. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, he's the one with the real girlfriends. Yes. Lister. Yeah, he, he, he's oh. dating Snap Machine 43 and yes. the lift back there. Yes. As well as Talkie Toaster. They That's where they left him. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> Um, they're all just hanging oh, out. It's now, cool. now I'm just writing a completely uh, different spin-off series with all of those forgotten <laughs> characters. Red Dwarf, the Zed Deck Saga. Yes. And that's where Holly is. Yes. Holly has been hanging out on Zed Deck. Both Hollies. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Alright, so uh, I like uh, that Lister again shows his, uh, you know, Lister Strategery. Uh, yeah, he's got some, some strategery to him. He, he might not be the uh, science whiz that uh, Crichton is or whatnot, but when it comes to a clever idea, he'll, he'll come through. Of course, then we get a nice joke about what Rimmer would say into his yes. <laughs> recording machine. Well, <laughs> uh, before that, we also get the uh, lens cap joke. Yeah. Oh yeah! Yes. <laughs> I recalibrated the the thing and the thing. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. what, what was the old story uh, that that your mom would always tell about the mechanic? You, it's not ready yet. We we were waiting on the canooter to come yeah, in. Yeah, the canooter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The mythical uh, car part. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, my mom's father uh, taught mechanics and worked at, at a Ford plant for years. Yeah, and worked at a Ford plant and. Uh, was in the Air Corps as an airplane mechanic, so... She did not buy the Canoeter store. <laughs> but... Oh. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, with that whole scene as well, you've got River back on Starbuck. That had a very serious series six feel. Mm-hmm. And they were really, really... Of course, with every Polymorph episode, they end up... But they were really upping the... Uh, Alien references with the motion detectors. Yeah. And yeah. they're right on top of you. Game over, man. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. The big red Get letters here. Get out of there. <laughs> Run. He kind of made me miss um, the, uh, oh, I'm really bad at this, but missing the whole protocol joke. <laughs> there should have been one of those in there. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, following protocol. Oh, yeah, pro yeah code. 52109. Yeah. Oh, uh, what, that we always wear gold hats? and no, uh, False yeah. teeth and zero gravity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and, of course, we get uh, we get Sir Attenborough explaining the 
uh, the uh, history of uh, genetic mutants there on the documentary. Okay, uh, so yeah, Cat well, Lady... Oh, skipped an awful lot of stuff there. Oh, did I? Well, okay, yeah. let's go Cat on. Lady was amazing, and I loved yes. her even though she turned into a polymorph. But that was, actress uh, did a really good job of doing the Danny John Jules thing. Yes. Yeah. Much better than the uh, the storyboarded Cat Lady episode that yeah. they never made. That wasn't good. They, they just seemed so right, and you know they 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 got her costuming down so well. Oh, it, it, so good. Of course, she'd be wearing this nineteen forty style um, movie star look. It was uh, it was sort of third Doctor for me with the the blue velvet and then the ruffles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was amazing. As soon as we saw a cat lady, Heath was like, is that a cat lady? And then she showed her teeth and was like, that's a cat lady! Yeah. We are like, yay! And then of course it wasn't, but oh well. But at least we got the facade of a cat lady, finally. Yeah. And of course it would be a cat lady, because Cat's mind's loudest at the moment, because he's still worried about um, the girls who go after virgins. Well, there you go. That makes sense. Oh my god, I just got what the title means. Like, I know yeah. that they mention it, that I didn't mean to open up that can of worms as in, you know, the cat virgin thing, but cat literally turns into a can of worms. I hate myself now. Uh. He talks, does, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Doug, you so. were terrible. <laughs> um... But yeah, all of the early, early cat references there—the string game, the "that's mine," um, yeah, it oh, was yeah. very nice. I love the string. Um, so good. And then they plan their date. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we find out, of course, that too good to be true. She's not a real cat lady. She's a she's a polymorph, which is mm. always the way. Yeah. Um, uh, and- because they've encountered polymorphs twice before. They actually get to understand what the problem is. Uh, you, you rarely get this on Red because it's always something new, but they, they've had polymorphs twice before now, yeah. so they know mm-hmm. how bad they are. Yeah. And I think this is, like, okay, the first polymorph episode was really good. I didn't really like the second polymorph episode. I felt like it was just too gimmicky. It was a bit fanservice-y. Yeah. You like polymorphs? Here's some more polymorphs. Well, it um, wasn't just that. It, I mean, I kind of still like it in season six. It's one of my... Mm-hmm. I like season six. But it is fan service. It's, here's a polymorph episode with Ace Rimmer. Yes. And yes. Dwayne Barry. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, I think they were able to like further the the biology of the polymorphs. Like, figure out more things. But they used it for a story. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just, and here's a polymorph. And we're just going to do the polymorph episode, except turn it up to 11. Yes. They actually do interesting things with it. Yeah, and they don't go straight away into the polymorph sucking out your um, emotions. Mm -hmm. They don't even touch on it. They mention it, but it never actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, yeah, they mention it with Cat, but then, but yeah, that's, we'll get to that in yeah, a second, because yeah. I had a few problems yeah. with some because of the things that they used to end the episode with. The important thing about this polymorph is that it was full of Kinder Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, Kinder Eggs are so dangerous 
They are illegal in America. Yes, they are. AK-47s are fine, but Kinder Eggs, (laughs) we have to draw the line somewhere. Monstrous things they are. Um. (laughs) Well, well, maybe uh, the American government knows something about Kinder Eggs no one else does. Perhaps they do contain polymorphs. Maybe. That's what those little toys are. Polymorphs. (gasps) They are little toys. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... Okay, so Cat has come back from his night with passion. Yes, and explains yeah, moves that they've never seen before. <laughs> oh, bless him! It was so perfect it's, because he was so happy. I know it was so. It was like funny and also kind of sad at the same time. <laughs> I thought they really walked that line well. Like I was expecting him to go into the uh, Steve Carell bags of sand. Yes. From 40-year-old virgin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, big pipe thing. <laughs> oh. Okay. And they call back to it later yes, on. Yes, they do. I love it. Yeah. Um, we established that Cat is a moron. Yeah. Um, according to them. And then... <laughs> it counts, right? I know I'm stepping on people's lines. Yeah. But we can quote it later on. It totally on. counts. But it counts. Uh, I, I, just, I didn't even bother writing down favorite quotes because I was sure you were going to do that. <laughs> I think it's everyone's favorite quotes. <laughs> um, the uh, so the the polymorph uh, that they that after it's died, um, nice nice little work there with the weird fanged, crazy eyed thing. And they actually had a bit of continuity here because it looks enough like that old polymorph from season three, series yeah. three. I've been doing too much Pablo Five. I'm calling everything a season. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we're used to it as well. Yes, um, I keep. I got really confused about that very early on in this podcast when something about somebody would say the whole series, and I was like, "Wait, the whole series? Wow, that's." But yeah, series being a season here. Um, let's see. Makes much better sense that way. No, yeah, it just confused me for a little while. <laughs> uh, just you get used to saying series and show for the entire show. It's that, probably. So, there is a way around it. <laughs> yes. Show and... Okay. That'll work. So, um, we've got Cat going in for his ultrasound. Yes. <laughs> and excellent delivery by Crichton there uh, with the... Looking at the ultrasound, but then also the... Oh, we're just checking it. And then the face that he makes at the camera. <laughs> Robert Llewellyn. Oh, love him. Very nice guy. Yeah, he did a lot of fun things this episode yeah speaking of we now that we fi- after we finally finished the episode we took a glance at the uh, smeg ups and robert Llewellyn was just going to town there wasn't he like he was he has potty mouth yeah a bit of a potty mouth and but <laughs> like as soon as the scene it became clear that a scene was gonna break he would just run with it and cr- try to crack people up which of course you can but not danny john jules you might get a smile out of him but danny john jules does a break because he's a vampire <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yes, uh, they they decide that they're going to do a cesarean without croutons. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just uh, I love the episode, but it, it's just you're randomly coming out with these slides. It's just uh, they don't make sense in a recap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the thing, though. That this whole episode, I just felt like they were more on with their dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the one-liners that uh, were sort of the hallmark of of Red Dwarf humor, um, it just it seemed to work 
better than some others have this season. And this season, I think, overall, I think this has been a very solid season. Yeah. Um, it has been very strong, but I yeah. think the strongest are the first episode of this episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. the first episode does the great thing that Red Wolf can do by it parodies a sci-fi trope and yes. does it in an intelligent way. Mm-hmm. And this has all the great one-liners and character de- yeah. development and idea development that Red Dwarf does so well. And, and like I said, does plays on the show's mythology rather than borrowing from other mythologies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. They realize that they can't cut them out and that Cat is going to have to give birth to the alien shapeshifters the natural way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, okay, this next scene features a very tiny, tiny montage of Cat pregnant in a pink tracksuit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was probably a longer sequence that was edited out. Can you confirm or deny that, Shane? Uh, I, can den- I can deny those a si- of that particular one. Okay. It just felt like it was going to be a long pregnant pregnancy joke montage and it was like okay he steps on a scale and he goes into labor and he goes into labor like he's sitting watching a movie with uh, with lister and then suddenly labor yeah i was i figured there'd be you know a morning sickness joke or i mean you know there's like coming up with a birth plan yeah or... yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah though Hold i will on. say that they did a male pregnancy episode without being super sexist, and that is A plus for Red Dwarf this time around. Yeah. Uh, and they did it properly in character as well, because yes. the way they did it, they, they had Lissa driving that. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I think it was Bortley, uh, but anyway, driving um, Cat there and Rimmer plodding along behind, and Rimmer being. <laughs> Thing, having like, that programming in from his dad and everything that the right thing to do is stay outside the labor for own pace because that's oh, what men are supposed to do. Yeah, that's the joke I got in my head. Of, yeah. yeah, of course, River would do that. Of course, River's <laughs> not going in there. Mm-hmm. Of, of the six episodes of this particular season, this is the one that's been uh, messed about most in post. Mm. Yeah, I sort of got that feeling that. Mm. There were things, like, shuffled around and edited. But it was a strong episode. Yeah. Um, both the season, both of the scenes with the tech machine have been re-recorded hmm. uh, on a set that wasn't built for season 11. And these, uh, and, um, and there was a, a uh, there was, uh, um, that particular, the second one was actually shortened to remove a scene dealing with what Rimmer and Croton have created by removing Lister's emotions. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to talk about when we got to that. It seemed like that was a bit short, uh, sh- shorted as well. Um, but first, good use of a birthing pool. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. The they they. So he did have a birthing plan. The the doula would be yeah. I guess Crichton was the doula, and then Crichton's they had, yes. doula, and um, and and uh, Lister was the netter, and the, yes, the pool net with the with the boat was nice. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we get the most adorable scene oh ever this with the so baby good. polymorphs, the kittens and the puppies. My favorite was the hedgehog. The hedgehog. The hedgehog I used to have a, I used to have a pet hedgehog. 
Um, and yeah, oh my goodness, it was adorable. <laughs> was it a hedgehog and a top hat in a, a shopping cart? Yeah. They thought it through as well. Yeah, of course they'd be this cute. You're, you're cute too, Alfie. It's okay. You're not cute. <laughs> you're not as cute as a hedgehog, though. Ah, this is the thing. If I had actually... That's a, uh, what's it, um, law in their evolution, that if they had stayed that cute, they would have got more victims. Yeah. See, I thought that they were going to use the mind-altering whammy on the polymorphs to create yes. tame polymorphs. Ten good polymorphs. That or would eight. have been interesting. Or eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they went another direction there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the part... Okay, cat. Runs away with the animals, uh, the polymorphs, because you know that that's that's yeah. what it was going to do. Yes. Um, and then they come up with this idea that Lister is going to have his emotions taken out, so that he can sneak up on them. Because if he doesn't have emotions, then they won't sense him coming. But then they go with him. Yeah. Yeah. And they say, "Okay, you're going to go in." But they were already there. <laughs> And I guess they had one line of dialogue where they were like, oh, they're all around us. Like, they expected them to be, like, in one place, like, in one room, but they went all around. But that was very weakly written. Like, that that wasn't plotted or edited. Or Yeah, so Shane, you, you had said <laughs> that there was more on Lister having his emotion. Do you know, like, what the original plan was there, or...? Uh, I haven't seen the deleted scene from quite a while, so... Okay. But just that they had extended it a bit? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, they do have a nice little joke of, um, what's it, Lister being a bit spaced, but having his um, de-emotion face on, from back in mind wipe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, out it's, it's been a while since we've had Craig Charles pulling a face like that. It's, it, yeah. was, it was nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, again... Playing with continuity, mm-hmm. <sighs> and again, yeah, this time they didn't have um, those mini dat tapes <laughs> that they could do a gag with. Yeah, yeah. It was a joke that uh, I mean, it works if you if you've never seen the show, the joke still works. But for mm-hmm. people that that it makes a nice callback as well. Yeah, so. I mean, this time they kind of had a memory stick joke in it that's going to fall flat in <laughs> twenty years' time because. We won't be. We're hardly using memory sticks now. Oh, I you do. Know. <laughs> I do, but you know they're becoming less and less common. Yeah, because yeah. people forget them. Like, how many times have you just left them in a public computer and it's gone forever? Yeah, mm. so it's like on uh, on Star Trek the original nowadays. It's like, well, the data bank tapes, and Aww. it's like, ah, they think memory's going to be on tapes. That's adorable. Which it was for a little while in the early, early days of computing. But, yeah. Oh, just imagine. <laughs> imagine Something when like... it'll like, get to the stage where, oh, they used to think data was stored in a cloud. Isn't yeah. that fun? What was that, Shane? That's something I haven't mentioned, hmm. actually. But did anybody recognize the mercenary costume? No. I mean, it. no, I thought it looked neat, but... Uh... What was it? Uh, was it Legion? Maybe. Uh, uh, well, uh, I haven't. I, I'm really, really behind on new on new Who. Uh, 
mm-hmm. but apparently it was used uh, in New Who. Oh. Hmm. We'll have to look into that then, yeah. because, yeah, I did not recognize it. I'm terrible at recognizing those things anyway. I feel like I say that every episode. <laughs> I'm terrible at recognizing this. And everyone's yeah. like, what are you good at recognizing? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> Sexism. Yeah. <laughs> Feminist readings of everything. Yeah, um, just to annoy everyone. Okay, so yeah, we will look and see if we can figure out where uh, where they got uh, the Doctor Who costume from then. Um, and then we get to another uh, Red Dwarf classic trope. Um, multiple copies of everybody. Everybody is doing a Mexican standoff. Yes. That's probably a terrible way to say. Uh, everyone's doing a standoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this kind of reminded me a bit of Demons and Angels. Mm. When they, you know, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you yes. had at least you had the good versions and the bad versions, but still you had this whole multiple thing going on. Though it was nice that they started out with having one set of three, and then it ends up being three sets of three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that was pretty good. <laughs> It worked well, and and as... uh, you know, there, there's a slight logic problem there. Of why doesn't Lister just shoot the two people in front of him? Mm. He's got no emotion. Well, because he might get shot himself. But you know, the fear of death and you know self-preservation—that's an emotional response, isn't it? I thought it was a biological imperative. Mm. Well, it might be. <laughs> so but yeah, let's... was that Lister or was it a polymorph? Could well, one been. of them had to have been Lister. Yeah, but is is the one that shot the two cats at the beginning, was that definitively a motionless Lister, or was it a polymorph? Well, he was with them the entire time as they walked down there. They He didn't lose sight of them. But then Crichton said that he thought that Lister could be a polymorph. But after they, uh, a- a- after they split up. Yeah, but they- he said that... That might be why Lister was willing to shoot Cat, because he could have been a polymorph. Oh. So there might have been an opportunity off-screen that we didn't see for there to be a switch. Maybe. Maybe there was an edit. Or, or basically, that that is a polymorph that's talking to a, yeah. a, a Rima or another polymorph. Ah, oh, <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, so the, the whole emotionless Lister thing essentially amounted to very little. Um, it... They used it as an excuse for him to shoot the first two cats, if that was in fact him. But I really thought they would do more with that, because he didn't seem to act any differently. Yeah. No, not really. He was just sort of, eh. Uh, yeah, I feel like there, there was a writing issue here, where an idea went awry and got edited and then put back together in, in a way that didn't quite make sense. I felt like if they had followed the emotionless Lister thing to its logical conclusion, he would have become this emotionless killer who would want to kill everyone, mm. just in case they were a polymorph or not. So then that would involve trying to restrain Lister, except we don't know which Lister it is. <laughs> so I think they realized that they were writing themselves into... A box and decided to just step out of the box. And so maybe that, or <laughs> it could have been a two-part episode. Yeah. Whereas the second part, you're dealing with, you know, this psychotic Lister and Pete somehow. And Pete somehow. <laughs> and but then... <laughs> yeah, I think 
I think they realized that they had escalated it a bit too much and needed to bring it back down. So anyway, after yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing, then... <laughs> um, I mean, uh, since when do polymorphs die in a puddle of green goo? I don't know. Maybe they were still baby polymorphs? There you go, that's what it is. See, they're baby polymorphs, and they had achieved a full-size cat, and so they were really stretching their morphing limits... Yeah. And so when they got shot, then they just popped. That's what yeah. it was. Uh, it has been accounted for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Because, um, yeah, they do have a conclusion that oh. is rather abrupt. Right. You know, but I kind of liked it. I did, too. They did that another, you know, subversion of expectations there. Um with the, the first they have cat you know just sort of laughing and wandering off and we think oh he's he's brain addled because of the emotions or just cat yeah or he's just cat yeah like okay guys i'm going to go rest bye Eat. bye if you look at the photo that i've just sent you on skype yeah we have a hard time pulling that up i'm looking oh wait here we go here we go okay there we go look at the look at the costume on the left hand side yeah, I see what you mean. They just changed out the head, didn't they? This is fascinating radio, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so this is from... A Rings of Akatan. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but didn't they say in the Rings of Akatan there's, e- there's actually a red dwarf um, simulant somewhere in that anyway? So oh, really? Kind oh. of. Yeah, because there's that many different aliens in that in the start of that episode. They just pulled costumes from anywhere they could get it. I think I've blanked out that episode because I didn't like it. Well, you know, <laughs> it was the one where the little girl had to sing for the thing, and then the doctor was like, well, I am the doctor, and blah, 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 and it didn't work for once. <laughs> because that's the go-to solution for yes. Steve Moffat. Doctor Who beats everything by saying, oh, but I'm the Doctor, though, and then they give up. Yeah. Mm. And one of the female characters is sassy. <laughs> sassy female sidekick. Re- anyway. You really do need to um, listen in to my podcast because, <laughs> yeah, we've got certain things to say about Steve Moffat. Oh, being a Like how basically women have to be either sassy sidekicks or femme fatales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're either Amy or River. Yep. Or you can just talk. Or you can just talk a creature to death. Or like in the last mm. um, episode, if you're a woman, woman, you're actually um, what's the name from Press Gang? Linda Day from Press Gang. <laughs> not familiar because with that because that's essentially who she was. I'm not familiar. Yeah, we're not familiar with Press Gang. Well, she's also a supporting character in. No, Vicar, I'll not be going to Tottenham today. Oh, yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> well, yes, every episode. <clears throat> well, let me just promote then the last word, the Prestigam podcast, which has been done by Illyrio. Oh, oh cool. okay. Yep. Nice. And that is um, six for six. Yes. Got it in every episode. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, well, we're almost at the end here. Yeah. We are, we are. Oh, so, the final scene. Yeah, so Cat, of course, good. pops up, kills the kills the critters. Uh, Mom always knows. Yeah, sassy one-liner. Yeah, and and then, once um, we actually see Cat in a mess when he's not playing Dwayne Dibley or having some of his emotions removed. Well, he's had a hard day. Well, he, had had, he had had some of his emotions removed. Y- yeah, but it, it's actually really good because 
you hardly ever see cat like that, and it, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, he's got a bit depth with the character. Mm-hmm. He gets yeah. a hero moment. He does. That's something cat doesn't get very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he also doesn't get uh, many of these coda scenes. Yes, yeah. and this was a doozy. As uh, before, we, Angela was saying that um, this was probably the best proper ending to an episode that they've had. This, if this season has a, a weakness, it's that the endings of the episode have been somewhat tepid, either tacked on or just in, in, sudden or incongruous or or not there. Wait, did it just end? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a scene like this to me kind of. Reminded me of those dome scenes in season, series two with mm-hmm. um, Rimmer and Lister. Mm-hmm. But you've got a, a small scene here between Cat and Lister. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Cat was joking because, of course, he has his two girlfriends. And then the other turnaround that. Yeah, it so we were talking about subversion of expectations. Mm-hmm. And this <laughs> one does it quite well. And again, two two more cat ladies there. Well, actually, if you watch, watch it again, one of those cat ladies was the cat from the beginning. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I, I think they did our makeup difference. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it was that. A, it was the same actress. I don't think she was, actually. Oh, okay. She looked almost identical, I'm sure. I don't think she I, was. The just... hair was the same. The hair was the same. The way she spoke was the same. I must have I'm not, sure. not watched it enough times. Shane, you've probably watched it five times already. <laughs> let me let me just double let me just double check the cast list that I've got in front of me. So give me two seconds, guys, and I'll be right. All right with you. then. Okay. Then if I, if I, if I'm wrong, we can always edit, we can always edit it out. <laughs> no, we will not. What's post? <laughs> Let's all celebrate how wrong Shane was. No, wrong, be wrong, wrong. I'm actually. I'm not sure. I I I wasn't really looking too closely. I. I, I was either. laughing at the situation. Yeah. And um, we've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. Nope, there were two different people. Oh, cool. Okay. So three cat ladies in all. Beautiful yeah. cat ladies. Gaggle of cat ladies. Dominique Moore played the original cat, and Mara Yahin played Cat Lady 1, and Shani Stewart-Jones played Cat Lady 2. Oh, it was... Because I've seen it a couple of times, but weeks apart, so yeah. it's kind of... Yeah, I, I've got the wrong idea there. Yeah, Cat Lady 1 had some awesome eye makeup going mm-hmm. on. But, uh... <laughs> um, so, yeah, really good ending there with the dream. Uh, and then, of course, if it's a dream, have fun anyway. Um, <laughs> and then, just to top it off... Call they, back. They reference it, yeah, they call back with the um, tube joke. Yes, and so Cat's entire idea of sex now is going to be influenced by his encounter with Polymorph. <laughs> <laughs> Poor cat. Um, so yeah, that is the episode, and uh, all in all, it was so funny. Um, so let's see, do we do ratings or quotes first? Ratings. Would you have? Would you have some feedback if you want to read it over here? Oh okay. wow. Okay. Okay, I'll go ahead with you and Ancorn says this episode seemed to get a mixed reaction at the time, but I enjoyed it, and it capped off a strong series. The birthing scene had me in hysterics. Jonathan F. Young says, A disjointed threequel for Polymorph that people expected to be an identity within cat episode that threw away any chance of actually meeting another cat disappointingly. Still manages more range for Danny, and how can you not love a hedgehog in a top hat? I agree fully that you have to love hedgehogs and top hats. I think it's a lot. Uh, Sam Highland says, 
It certainly has its problems, some good ideas, a few obvious throwbacks and rehashes, that don't quite gel to make a coherent episode. That said, I don't dislike the episode. Whilst the weakest in the series, it doesn't dive as low as the worst series, uh, worst series eight head toffer. <laughs> and Ian Symes says rubbish. Wow. <laughs> what was was he saying that the episode was rubbish, or was he saying that Sam's feedback was rubbish? Ooh, I don't know. There's some drama there. Well, Probably the Thunderdome. episode. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, so yes, thank you for the feedback, guys. So, but you're um, all wrong. This is great. <laughs> This was a great episode, and you're all wrong, be wrong, wrong. There wrong. is no wrong in this. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go ahead and do ratings, and then we'll do some quotes. Um, and so, uh, if you want to go first, Ian, and okay, just for a reminder, well, it's, a, it's a scale of one to ten, and then you get to decide ten of what. Yeah, I'm used to that. We, I think, you know, almost every intro cast has stolen that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed this, uh, I did, it's, and I think it gets better with the second or third viewing, um, you, I mean, just because you'll get the initial jokes and then you'll get other things playing in your mind when you watch it back because you'll start to remember older episodes and the, the continuity in this is great, which is strange for a Red Dwarf episode, um... And, yeah, uh, we've got Cat in this just being brilliant. I think if we ever do get a Cat episode, the only thing they can really do now is do a flashback story, or at least a flashback part of a story, so that we, you know, you see Cat with other Cat people when they were still bored. Um, overall, I'm going to have to say... Eight out of ten bucket of cute critters. Mm. Nice. All right. Shane, what do you think? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, um, it's not the greatest episode of season 11 for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but then again, I mean, how do I, how do I say this? Uh, season season 11 overall, don't get me wrong, it's been a good season, you know. It's been a, it's it's been a very very good season, but there's been too much over reliance on old ideas mm. going forward. That's not something that Red Dwarf, you know, Red Dwarf has done that before, uh, tons of times, but never so many in one season. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, but you know, it, it was written well. I mean, there's obviously there was a few problems with it, you know, you know, um, you know, much better episode than the um, than than the. Um, Unmade episode from season or season seven, I should say, if you remember back in the back in the day. Um, so I'm actually going to give, probably have to give this seven out of ten. Um, gun fights and a lift. Oh, uh, what was the rating again? I'm sorry, my uh, earbuds. Uh, seven. Yeah, I had the uh, seven was. Oh, sorry, sorry. So, 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 so uh, gun, I was going to say gun shootings and a lift. Oh, okay. Nice. Sorry, my my earphones popped just as you were. Yeah. Cool. Love. Okay, everyone is wrong. This was great. <laughs> this was awesome. This was... I, I think uh, I've liked the first episode and this episode the best. Um, and I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 Cat Ladies on Zed Deck. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I liked this one. I, I was a bit annoyed by the the story continuity issues there near the end and 
the whole personality sucking machine needs its own episode, um, rather than being a bizarrely used plot device in an episode that just didn't need it, frankly. Um, so, but what really what really makes this episode work for me was one, we get some good cat moments, and two, the jokes were just on point. Like as far as the one-liners, the timing, I think this has been one of the better uh, for this season anyway. So I'm going to give it um, 9.3 hedgehogs with top hats on a tiny shopping trolley. Um, or buggies, as we call them here. We call them buggies. Which even people or in carts. the north call them shopping carts. Yeah. And don't know what we mean by buggy. So <laughs> anyway, shopping trolley is much better. All right. Um so yeah, pretty good, uh, pretty good reviews all around. And yeah, I, I think it's it's just depending on what you're looking for, really. I don't think there's any right or wrong on this one. Um, I laughed, I enjoyed it. I can get the annoyance too, though, with some of the other issues. Um, let's see. Did you happen to have Shane the uh, the uh, 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 TV ratings? Oh, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Bear with me one moment. It's not on the screen I was but was looking at. Oh, it's fine. Uh, can of Worms had uh, 493,000. Okay, and how does that compare to the others? Uh, That's fine. <laughs> I just didn't remember if it was... Uh, uh, I, I Well, I've... I've um, well, I've actually, I've actually got the uh, rating, because I've, I'm sure you're aware that... Um, that Red Wolf went online for, well, Red Wolf 11 went online first mm-hmm. and then it aired the following week on TV oh okay neat and this had the second lowest uh, first week viewing well yeah because it was the with, last one yeah with, uh, with well with 16,870 views oh neat alright um so I guess that just leaves us with quotes, and there seem to be many this episode. So, uh, well, as I said, I kind of thought, well, part half of me didn't remember, it, and then when I did remember, it was too late. So I realised I don't need to bother too much because you're going to quote this whole thing anyway. Well, you know what? Guests get to go first, so so go right ahead. We're good. Um, no, I, I'm sorry, you the. Kind of things I remember. I, I just I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see then. Anybody can go. Love. Do you have one? Sorry, I had one, and then I was second guessing myself. Um. Okay. Uh. Uh. The polymorph is carrying eggs. Eggs that hatch. No Kinder eggs. Of course, eggs that hatch. Though I do like our theory that Kinder eggs are in fact polymorphs. Indeed. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, you can't blame me for this. What kind of lunch was that to give your pilot? Roast beef with all the trimmings, followed by seconds, followed by sticky toffee pudding, followed by seconds, followed by beer and coffee and cheese and brandy and poured in cigars and that little chocolate mint. What chance did I stand after a Sunday lunch like that? How long have I been out? It's Monday, sir. <laughs> there must be some kind of signal block in place. How about now? Yes, we're getting pictures now. What did you do? Oh, well, I just recalibrated the fluctuation dry band signal. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Um, let's see. A mama always knows her kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. Basically, all of this is mine. <laughs> what, what about that? that? Mine! <laughs> oh. 
I, oh, I, that's actually a, that's a two two for quoting wrong because <laughs> I really wish um, I would still and I've been saying this for a long time, but yeah, I've always thought having cat meet more of the cat people would be a good idea. Um, and I, I'm glad that we did get a taste of it in this episode, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't real, real. Yeah, I'm not sure we can do it though because uh, it's just. They've gone so long doing it, and now they've done it without doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, again, as I said, uh, Red Dwarf's never been too concerned about continuity, but I think they're too far away from any cats who would be out there anyway now. Well, they're still seeing... Well, but the cats were fired off from Red Dwarf in search of um, Fiji. Yeah, yeah, that was a generation so... before... Um, What's it? Um, Lister woke up, yeah. and then they turned around. Red Dwarf turned itself around, right? And has been going now for three hundred plus years. Yeah, but see, then Red Dwarf completely disappeared, no, more. and uh, then came uh, back uh, as a clone, and then so yeah. there's no telling where they well, are now. <laughs> I know because, right, because uh, basically, what's it? Um, what's it? Series at uh, the start of series six. Yeah. Um, Lister Lister Cat and uh, Rimmer all come out of hibernation after about 80 years or so. Mm -hmm. Then they spend another, uh, who knows how long, chasing, um, you know, doing stuff at the end of that season. And then, then what's it, in um, one of the seasons, I can't remember which one it is. uh, Oh, yeah, Series 7, they go back into... Cry asleep whilst um, Starbuck goes see you know um, <laughs> yeah search things down uh, yeah it's they've re- it's weird but yeah um, they've been trying to get back to Earth roughly on course for maybe even a thousand years <laughs> yeah but yeah. I mean given given all the stuff that's happened I don't I mean they could literally be anywhere it I don't think that there's yeah. a, a continuity yeah, problem uh, necessarily. <laughs> But that, I mean, they could even play that. Maybe the cats have become super advanced now, or I don't know. But anyway, it's just I, I it's one of those yeah, ideas yeah, I've yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. wanted, and and I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that we got a little. Uh, I'm actually just coming up with this uh, kind of story of, you know, they do encounter the cats, but the cats, but they're uh, kind of got this whole Starfleet society going on, and they're <laughs> super peaceful. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, let's see. I just want these things out of me. Have you thought about a cesarean? Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, but no croutons! <laughs> Let's go! Pipe me! <laughs> uh, Shane, did you have another? I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. I'm, I'm so good. This the whole episode. episode. Um, just... Any other big ones there that I wanted to get in? Oh, dehumanized assassin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and what will happen to my emotions? We'll just download your brain. Crichton, have a five megabyte memory stick on standby. Because five minutes, though. Floppy disk would have been funnier. Yeah. Yeah, because they already did the joke earlier. Uh, earlier, um, I can't remember which series is it about um, VHSs coming back. So why not <laughs> floppy disks? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, because uh, yeah, technology memory had gotten so small that everybody was losing them. And so they went back to floppy disks. Yep. I like mm. it. That may have been from the book. Um, <laughs> one of the books. So much Red Dwarf, and it's all a big jumble now. All right. Um, 
Hey, why don't we meet up later on the pretext of having dinner, but instead play the string game? I love that. Just because string game. All right. Um... <laughs> Well, that about does it for this episode, and it has—it was a—it was a fun one for me. I, a good, satisfying season ender for me. Um, I, I would. Oh, like... uh, 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 yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I've been doing that a lot, but um, no, no, no. Now, just thinking of the uh, the cat equivalent on Netflix and chill, string game and chill, <laughs> string game and chill. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yes. Oh, um, and so uh, we are done for this season. Hey, Shane, do you have the name of the first episode of season 12? I do, actually. What? Since they went ahead and released them? <laughs> yes. Uh. Um, I, must, I, I, I should point out these were on the back of uh, the Steelbook DVD case. A, we have no idea whether these are the final episode totals. No, that's true. And B, and B we have, have no idea... If these, if this is actually going to be the proper order, okay. Mm. So I will just go with the first one I've got on my list, which is called "Hear No Evil." H E A R. Yep, "Hear No Evil." Hear No mm. Evil. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder. I have uh, no. I have no idea ourselves. I mean, we can have a discussion if you want to. But Red Dwarf titles can mean anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. That like really that can. could be anything from uh let's see they come up with another um karma drive that will punish anybody for saying a naughty word and then they all die it could be that uh there's an alien that sucks all the sound out of the room yeah uh, and sneaks around trying to kill people and so they have a silent episode like they could do, <laughs> like like Buffy did with uh, yeah. with Hush. But the, do it all. Um, what's it? Classic silent movie era yeah. slapstick comedy. Yeah, do some Buster Keaton. Kind you know of what? Stuff. I'm going out on a limb. That's the episode that there's uh, a sci-fi thing happens that that gets rid of all sound, and um, they spend the episode trying to fix it. And so the whole episode, they're having to mime and use cards and whatnot. And yeah, lots of uh, lots of physical and visually based comedy. That is that is my guess. Any other guesses? <laughs> like, uh, um, I haven't got a clue. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I've got as I said, I've got the entire list in front of me. So yeah, yeah, it's Red Dwarf. It could it could really be anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will see when we return some distant day for series twelve. Whenever that happens. Um, but in the meantime... Uh, Oh, go ahead. Probably in November. November, yeah. And of course, Angela and I will be sitting it out while everybody else watches, and then we will trudge back and, uh, and do our reviews as pre... No, that's what I mean. I'm I'm, sorry, I'm at the podcast, we'll be back in November, sorry. Oh, okay, so uh, when did the episode start? If there's anything like this year, or last year, I should say, because we're in 2017, uh, it'll probably be September, October time. Okay, alright. Well, that'll be nice. All right, well, in the meantime, uh, Ian, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's been great. It has indeed. Um, you know, I just, well, yeah, yeah sorry. I was going to say something there about it being really good to be on, but I missed my um, quickie, quippy moment or whatever it is. It <laughs> just went from my head. Well, be sure, and uh, and you can check out more Ian on uh, Down Below, and what was the name of the Doctor Who podcast again? Web of Queer. Excellent. 
Excellent. Uh, and thank you all for listening. And of course, uh, continue to check out Shane. Uh, Shane, what all are you doing nowadays, podcast wise? I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taking a break. Taking a break. Awesome. Uh, no, well, you can listen to the political podcast that I've done, which I'm going to be doing another one. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, in a I've... couple of weeks' time, um, uh, which is, and I've completely, lo- completely lost the um, the um, name of it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but it's been on previous podcasts. So. It's, it's, it certainly has. It certainly has. I mean, I'll be doing another one uh, in just a in just. Uh, in just a few weeks' time, covering the uh, inauguration of um, President-elect Trump. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be busy that day. Yay! And so, I'm, I'm my podcast is called Life in a Postfactual World. Sorry to interrupt, Angel. Yes. Awesome, boss. All right. Well, I uh, thank you all for listening, and we will be back eventually uh, when there's more Red Dwarf to talk about. Yes. Woo. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye.